Good afternoon and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. I'm Lee Cuban, Master Certified Life Coach and Mindset Coach. I'm Sandra Priestley. I'm a business and branding coach. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Oh my gosh. It feels like I haven't talked to you in such a long time. It does. So much has happened in this week. (laughs) I know. I want to hear all about it. What are you drinking? And drinking decaf coffee. <gasps> okay. I know it. I'm still struggling because it's still fake coffee to me. Like it's just like, I don't know, flavored water. And I really love regular coffee, but my waistline does not love regular black coffee. Really? I am not joking. And I know that every single weight loss professional would tell me. There's no, there's no possible way. There's no possible way, but I'm telling you, I am up on the scale. If I have regular coffee, black, I am like normal weight loss. If I am drinking decaf. So why it's gotta be the cortisol spike is what I'm thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And your belief that the weight goes up. True. Mm -hmm. Possibly. But it doesn't matter what it is. If that's what you're seeing. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So this morning I, I, yeah, this morning I didn't have a cup of coffee and I just felt like one. So I'm having my flavored water. (laughs) Flavored water. What are you drinking? I am drinking some tea, um, iced tea with a sprig of mint in it. Yeah. My patients have a garden and so they keep bringing me tomatoes and peppers and mint um and mint and tea nice reminds me of my grandma so i put the nice big ice cube in there put the tea on top and threw some sprigs of mint awesome so tell me about your week oh my gosh (laughs) what a week i can't be here um so last at the end of last week, we went to pack up our daughter-in-law and our granddaughter and move them to Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, so we went up, packed up the apartment and got everything ready to go. We were going to bring the truck back to Austin and then pick up Maria and have her here with us. And then the next day, go to my brother's, spend the night, visit, you know, visit with them and then finish the trip to Florida because it's a lot for a four-year-old, um, that big, long trip. And mm-hmm. we want it to be fun and make some memories on the way out. And so I finished packing up the truck. I, I have my car, so I go to Maria's school and pick her up, get on the road. Paul and I were just going to meet up somewhere on 35. And he calls me and says, honey, the tire's flat on the truck. And I said, okay. And he goes, we called him to come out. It's going to be two hours. And I'm like, do you want me to wait with you? He's like, no, get her home. Um, I'll just meet you there. So him and Mona go and grab something to eat. They kill some time because there's nothing in the apartment to sit on. (laughs) shoot you know um and so they go and pick up some dinner I come home pick up Lily and Easton and then we go grab dinner 
and uh paul says he didn't hear from the he calls or i texted him and said any news and he goes no i hadn't heard anything at this point it's been two and a half hours so if they just decide to go back to the apartment and see well as soon as they pull up the guy's finishing up he's like i'm sorry i didn't have a signal out here i was trying to reach you but i couldn't get you but truck is good ready to go so paul comes home i think he makes it home by 8 30 not too too bad but it was a full day i mean we left the house that morning at 6 30 7 o'clock something like that mm-hmm. um but anyway we go to sleep that night, get up the next morning and head out to my brother's. We have the truck and then I'm in my car with Maria. And what goes through my mind is everything that is important to my son and my daughter-in-law are in my care right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So there was a lot of you have got to stay calm and you need to be happy. And this needs to be a like, don't get worried about how long it's taking. The truck is going to go slower than your car. You're not going to get there really quick. Um, path of least resistance all the way here. Mm-hmm. And because that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. I'm like, when you think please, about it. Yeah. I mean, everything that they have and love was in our hands. And I thought if something happens to the truck and everything gets demolished, as long as Paul's okay, we can replace all of that. The most important thing is in my vehicle. And we had the best trip. She's the best travel partner. We would sing and, you know, dance and do all the fun stuff, but got to my brother's, but we, I kept having these delays with technology and different things I kept noticing were lagging and said, is Mercury in retrograde? So I look it up. Yep. (laughs) Mercury is in retrograde for our moving trip, but that did not deter me. All it did was when things would pop up that were inconvenient or whatever, I would be like, ah, that's just mercury in retrograde. It, it mm-hmm. is what it is. Everything is going to be fine. Just don't let it distract you from your goal, which is to get this baby and all of their stuff to them safely. Right. And we did. Um, it. Yeah, it was it was great. We got there, got everything unloaded. I think we had half the truck unloaded before Mona and her parents got there. So it was oh. quick. Like we got there about four. They got there at maybe five thirty, and we were just able to knock knock it out, get that truck emptied. Um, of course, at that point, everybody is starving, and um, we went to dinner, and then everyone, Logan and Mona, just came to our house and slept with us because we had plenty of room. Her parents decided to get a room. And then we thought, well, you know, sleep, get some rest, and then get up in the morning and hit the ground. So it was great. They're in their house. Um, Her parents are still with them. I think they leave today. So they're going to be able to help, you know, because Logan's in school. So they're going to be able to help get all of all the stuff kind of figured out. And then 
tomorrow they go for a tour of Maria's preschool and then she'll start on Wednesday. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Yeah. So she'll be making friends. Huh? Excited. She's so excited. She had moments like when we got here to the house that, that night, the first night, she sort of had a meltdown. I was in my bathroom and trying to wash my face and brush my teeth. And she's laying in my bed, Paul's out on the patio and she starts crying. She, I don't think she said these words, but this is what it sounded like to me, but she was crying and she had her hands kind of on her head. She's like, I don't know how to do this. And so I just turned off the water, came and sat down and picked her up and held her and started talking to her about what's getting ready to happen. And we're getting ready to sleep so that we can go see your uncle and aunt tomorrow and your great papa. And then we'll sleep there. We'll swim. We'll go ride in the golf cart. And then we'll get up in the morning and we'll go to Florida. You'll get to see your new house and your new room and your daddy. And so I'm just talking to her about all of the things that we're getting ready to do. And it was so interesting to watch her go from being like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, which mm -hmm. are not her words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would say probably that. have been my children's, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> to excitement and glee and hopefulness and the ability to get her out of the resistance mode and into the receiving mode was so short. It was fascinating to watch. And she felt what she needed to, fit, to feel. And then she saw what else was possible. And then her mm -hmm. attention was there and it changed her demeanor and she was fine. Mm -hmm. She was, I went and finished washing my face, brushed my teeth, came and crawled into bed with her. We turned on a movie, we snuggled up. And we might've watched 10 minutes of the movie and we were both out like a light. So it, it, it showed me we're no different than yeah. four-year-old Maria. Where mm -hmm. is our focus? And sometimes we need someone to help us imagine what's next. And not, not really like role in that negative oh baby like, i not, know not... this is so hard oh you must my be devastated you're leaving your grandparents and your other grandparents and your home and everything you've known what do you yeah. oh honey this is going to be yeah she did not need that no and and i mean just an understanding of what you're feeling is okay and you're going to yes. be okay yeah. and then look at all the amazing things that are coming yeah yeah but how often do we try to empathize and actually like not, we're not helpful at all. Because mm -mm, we're keeping them stuck. Keeping them stuck. I just had a conversation with a client of mine who is, she's an empath. Like she, she deeply feels what they feel, but also she more deeply feels than they feel. Mm, so yeah. she tends to like, um, overly talk to her kids how are you doing like with that sort of and that tone is the worst yes not in a powerful way of how are you doing girl 
What's that? Right? It's like, how are you doing? It's like, it I mean, pains them to say it. Like they're aching. This is so hard. Yes. Oh, and then, the and then starts to cry. <laughs> and then pretty soon they were all crying. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I remember my mom saying to me one time, your only job, your only job is to be so damn confident that everything is going to work out because they are getting cues from you. Yep. So if you're worried, they're way more worried. Oh yeah. Oh, and sure. this is probably an Al-Anon thing. I don't know, but, but she, lots of stuff she got from Al-Anon, but, but what a it gift. was, it, what a gift mm -hmm. because the more that we like teach our kids this stuff when they're little, the easier they can navigate, like amazing because you helped Maria go through, I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. She told me it's okay. Like, I, I know it's okay that I felt like crap. And then I just focused forward on where I was going, how mm. many amazing things could happen. And then I was fine. Mm -hmm. At four, she knows how to do that now. Yeah. Like, and that will be a connection. That she... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rather than, how are you doing, my girl? It's so... I my heart is breaking too. I'm never going to see you. I remember one time my mother-in-law called my son. We had just moved to a new city and he was starting, he was getting on the bus for the first time ever. Cause, um, we lived in a small town and he could just walk to school before. And he was in grade one. He didn't know anyone, He'd never ridden the bus and he was getting on the bus. The next day, first day of school, my mother-in-law phoned and said, are you scared? It's going to be tough. It gets better. It's uh, going to be tough and kids are going to be mean. Oh, good. But you'll be okay. <laughs> Let's set that expectation high. <laughs> Whoa, wait, what the fuck just happened? Let's oh. just like, okay, you're done now, grandma. Like what? Yeah. 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 And, and it just like, it was like this, I don't know, like overly damaging scenario, but yeah. my son was like, I'm going to be okay. Like he just took it on and he was excited to go to school. He was excited to be on the bus. And he's always been that kind of a kid that's like driven for independence. Yeah. Yeah. That's so he just like, whatever, you know, he didn't really internalize it, but how many kids could? Oh, I would have. The yeah. majority probably, oh, right? Sure. Yeah. It, oh I don't God. remember at what age I was able to start to stop listening to those comments from those people yeah. and be like, shut the fuck up. Not in yeah. those words, but it was like, uh-uh. I'm yeah. not going to put my attention over. And I don't know how I knew it either. It was something internal that just rose up in me and said, mm -mm, I'm not looking over there. I'm looking over here. Yeah. Yep. I love but, it. Just a message from the divine probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Lee, let's get your crap together right now. <laughs> don't listen to them. <laughs> right. And somehow I heard it, mm -hmm. but it was interesting because when we got home last night, 
I asked Paul, I'm like, how are you doing, baby? Because he was quiet. Like mm -hmm. I had my moment in the car where I wasn't crying, but the tears just started yeah. pouring out of my eyes. And I'm just sitting there on the drive and reach in the console and get out tissue and I'm wiping my face and they just keep coming. And I'm like, okay. Didn't I love that feeling. And I can't, it's like your eyes are just pouring, like leaking, yes. but, yes. and, and I call it is when my soul cries. Yeah. Like I'm, my brain is not crying. My body doesn't even feel it. It's like my, like, yes, else that my soul is crying. And my, like, it's just, yes crazy but I love that feeling because it feels like I don't know like divine it it feels mm -hmm. like somehow there is I don't know spirits angels universe God yeah. is is helping me yeah it, it feels very much spiritual to me yes because I felt so comforted yes like I knew they're fine mm -hmm. They are exactly where they're meant to be. We have FaceTime. We have a car that can get us there pretty quickly. I mean, 11 hours. Uh -huh. um, or we can hop on a plane. Right. There, it's not like they're in Taiwan or somewhere, you know, very far away. They're right. 11 hours down the road. Mm -hmm. We can do that. But... I felt so comforted. So when we got home, I said, baby, how are you doing? Because I had not, I had been so wrapped up in all the getting home that I hadn't stopped. And he goes, well, I, I'm, I'm sad, but I'm also so excited. Mm -hmm. And I'm more excited than I am sad. Um, but he said, Do you know, if it weren't for our morning rituals. I don't think that I would be feeling this way. And I don't think you would be reacting this way either. I think what we have been doing has changed the way we look at things and the way we respond to things in such a way that has made this whole process so much easier for us. And I was just like, <laughs> but I love it. My daughter-in-law showed her badassness this week. We had gone to the beach Saturday night to have dinner on the beach, and it was awesome. Um, we got to go play in the water, and I mean, we had clothes on, so it was just our legs, but um, walking on the pier, and you know, it was amazing. But anyway, we finished dinner. The kids go home. We go to our house, and I texted them and said, okay, we just got home. Are y'all home? safe and sound. And Mona texts back and says, yeah, we're here, but we can't get in our house. Um, our key doesn't work in any of the doors and they have three different doors to, to get in the house. Like, what do you mean your key doesn't work? doesn't make any sense. And then a few minutes later, she texts me back and she goes, "Never mind, I broke in with a credit card. Oh, geez. So, <laughs> that scares me a little bit, but this girl who has lived in San Antonio for 28 years, never been away from her parents. I mean, lives with Logan away from him that way, but still saw him all the time. Um, very much involved in her family, her friends. She's moving to a new state, no job, no friends, 
no like family around to help could be terrified could be i'm not gonna do this and the first night they're in their place together they get locked out of their house and what does she do because maria said let's just go to julie's house <laughs> of course mm -hmm. i would have been gladly come on yeah um and mona's like hold on she goes and gets a credit card out of her purse and starts messing with the locks to get in and finds one that doesn't have the deadbolt done so they do have to get their doors or the key fixed however in the face of that she didn't go i don't know what to do yeah. logan probably just said let's just go to my mom's but she was <laughs> like i can fix this she can do hard things and i think that little thing that night is just going to set the stage for her when shit comes up because you know that it does because it's life she's gonna figure it out yeah and so she's got an example day one and so does maria maria's got <laughs> at four at four yeah. four years old yeah yeah i mean another lesson like oh okay we got it we got we can do this i can yeah. trust my mom we can do it ourselves uh -huh. right yeah. yeah it's just like maria when we were skating um and she kept falling down and she's like this is so hard and i'm like yeah but we can do hard things we can mm -hmm. do hard things so i i had a, um, a client of mine she was saying that she has adult children who are struggling right now and two of them anyway are saying you know they just moved out of their homes and like out of, out of her home and on their own moved a different city. And both of them on the same day were really upset saying, I think I'm just going to quit my job and come home. <laughs> no. No. And so the message was, you know, the message to them was like, things are tough and we just push through them. We can face them. And I thought, wow, what blessed, blessed lives they've led to not have had those challenges that they've had to overcome mm -hmm. or, or possibly that, you know, just maybe that they haven't taken enough risk yeah, and done enough different things to be able to experience it. Right. If you, you stay in your small city or your small town and you don't um, step outside your comfort zone enough, take different courses or go and meet new people or start new jobs or I don't know. Doesn't <laughs> if you don't that have those experiences. Doesn't yeah, exactly. Us. Exactly. If we don't push ourselves to experience that newness and that nervousness and, you know, and to overcome those difficult spots. Yeah you are just so stagnant. Yeah. And then when something comes up, you don't know how to manage it. Uh -uh. Oh, no, 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 no. End of the world. Instead yeah. of, okay, there's a way through this. I'm just going to have to be brave. Yeah, I'm going to have to be brave. Ooh, I'm going to have to be happen? brave. I'm going to have to grab some courage. I'm going to have to face it, even though it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. and do it anyway. Yeah, yeah.
Cam has started listening to this David Goggins podcast. I love him so yes. much. Yes. And, oh, Logan, and just, oh, I bet. But, and he also read that book. Oh, thank uh, you never, for my service. Oh, never finished. And you can't hurt me or two of his books. See, so mm-hmm. empowering. So empowering. I never read the books and I didn't They're listen so, to the podcast. So, so, so good. But Cam will say like that when he finishes a podcast, he feels like he can take on the world. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's no feel sorry for me. There's no feel sorry for myself. There's no, like, it's like, let's go. Let's do this shit. And same with this um, book. I wish I could, I wish, I wish it was in front of me, but it's called thank you for my service. Mm-hmm. And it's um, a mil- U.S. military, uh, retired military person. It's not David Goggins. No, it's not. Okay. I just can't think of what his name is. And um, it's really about like, Hey, guess what? We all have shit. Let's fucking go. Like, you know, he's got all, all of his friends. I can't remember if he himself has PTSD or if like, you know, many of his friends do. Um, I believe that he was in at least Afghanistan. Okay. Any cam here to give me the excerpt or the, <laughs> the information on him. I didn't think I was going to talk about him, but um, just so much like, okay, it happened. Let's move. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's no feeling sorry for yourself. You could, that doesn't work. Well, Let's you can, but it's not going to help you grow. No. So keep you stuck there. And who wants to stay stuck there? Yes, exactly. And so it's like, these are like, you know, we come off and say to, when he's talking to, to guys who are struggling, um, he'll say like, you can listen to Oprah but don't <laughs> listen to like, listen to some really empowering dude. Like that'll get your, get you lifted up and you yeah. can relate so well to them. You yeah. know? Well, it's like, I, I've got a, a coaching friend and we coach each other to trade hours okay. um, for ICF certification. Mm-hmm. And so she was asking me today, we were on a call and she said, I need to know more about this morning ritual meditation thing that you do, because I have watched everything transform. And it's like, everything in your life is working for you right now. And Mm -hmm. I want to get there. So maybe if I do what you're doing, I can get there. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you what I do. I mean, I listen to Abraham every morning. I said, yeah. but just because that's my path doesn't mean it'll work for you because I don't know if you'll hear Abraham, if it will resonate with you or if it will just be weird to you. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly try it, but I would be more excited to see you find something that resonates with you, that speaks to you because that's where it's going to have the most impact because there will be zero resistance. Yeah. And so I'm, I told her, I said, check out Joe Dispenza. Like Dr. Joe Dispenza is like Abraham, but in a scientific perspective. So there's Mm -hmm. a scientific reason why all of these things happen where Abraham doesn't really get scientific. Um, So this will make 
more sense maybe to your logic brain. And then in watching him, other things like him will show up that then you'll move on to that. Mm -hmm. Because there's not one way. No, and we don't really know what way will work for us. Like, and Mm. this is why, this is why when I coach women, I try so hard or not, I don't have to try so hard. It's just what I normally naturally do, but in looking, looking past what they see and like where their brilliance is, where their ease and flow is, because Mm. if I can find it, just like, you know, her so well, that you would know she would like the more scientific stuff. She would like Joe Dispenza quite likely, and then go there. But I have other coaches or other clients who I suggest their morning routine is reading scripture. Absolutely. Because Mm -hmm. I know that that's what brings them power. That's their connection to source. Absolutely. Like whatever the hell it is, sometimes it's more about the consistent practice Mm -hmm. of like trying to get into that place of faith. Yes. No matter what it is. Yeah. No matter if it's journaling, whether it's meditation, whether it's, you know, listening to a podcast, listening to a YouTube of Abraham or whether it's reading scripture, Mm -hmm. like something that gets you to the place of faith and growth really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because reading something that makes you, feel better, but not want to take that next step also doesn't really get you out unstuck. It just gets you happier in the stuck spot, but like, you know, something that would, that would encourage you to take that next step that would add that inspiration. I think that that is so powerful Mm -hmm. and it has to be whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause Mm -hmm. we're all so different. I mean, it would be so easy, right? If there were one right path. Yeah. But we would all be millionaires. We would all be thin. We would all be badass. We would all be rich. We would like, I mean, we would have everything. We would have a job that we like, or we don't have to work or we like. But there is not one way. And it is so individual. Mm Mm-hmm. That there's not a, a one size fits all. It's we know internally what we need to do and where we need to go. We just doubt it. And I also think that we have to be open to changing it up when the way that worked for us no longer does. Uh huh. Because, because we've outgrown it. We outgrow it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so often this is what happens, right? It's like why I suggest I love coaching. Yeah why I love to be coached Mm -hmm. because there's always something new that's coming that, you know, um, and someone that can challenge you and see your blind spots when you can't, and maybe even would tell me, well, you're doing the same thing that used to work before. And it isn't now. Mm -hmm. Why do you keep like slamming this round peg into the square hole? Oh shit. Okay. It's not just me. Yeah. I'm going to switch it up. Like it's yeah. But the fun part to me is finding the path that's right for me right now, or helping someone find the path that's right for them right now. Next step. Yeah. I love it. I love it. 
And on that note, we're out of time. We're out of time. This was fun. This was fun. I love catching up. I know. <laughs> well, thank you, Sandra. Um, I enjoyed this. And thank you guys for joining us. We will see you next Thursday on the Happy Half Hour. Bye. Bye.